Hey there, lady. You're tuned into Wine and Gine, a lively woman's health podcast hosted by two licensed midwives, Kelly Pappas and Tiffany Alblinger. We're dragging every sister, mom, and best friend on our mission to make chatting about the female body and everything that comes along with it a normal and amusing thing. Grab a glass of wine with us while we flex our vagina expertise and dish on women's health topics each episode. Remember, you too can be a vagina expert because you have one. Welcome back to Wine and Gine. I'm Kelly. And I'm Tiffany. And we are back with another lovely episode for your ears. Your ears, my ears, everyone's happy little ears on everybody's ears. Episode 19. Yeah. We're talking about body image. Yes, we are. This was one that was requested by many a lady out there, understandably, because I think it's something that we all deal with. Yeah, and so that that phrase gets kind of thrown around a lot. Mm-hmm. How do we want to define body image and what we're going to be talking about in this episode as it relates to body image? So body image, I think it's important, this first word is subjective, right? So it's a subjective picture or like your mental image of your own body. So it's the way that you feel mm-hmm. about your own body, how you think it looks, and your own perception of it. Correct. Because somebody else could have a very different perception of it. And that's not what we're talking about. Correct. Because that doesn't always matter if you feel negatively about your body. It doesn't matter it doesn't how many matter. positive comments you get. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are some of the things that kind of like influence body image over time because now we're you know adults in our 30s Mm -hmm. I know and we like to think oh we're like our own independent ladies and obviously like we are but in some ways we're such a you know product of our experiences also and so kind of thinking back um you know preparing for this I was thinking about experiences with my own parents um from just just a generally like young age, and I think about it too, since I you know we have young kids, but I've thought about sort of things that they've said about either my body or their own body in particular. Like I remember things my mom said about her body as she was getting dressed, you know, to like go out with my dad or something like that, um, or things that they've said about food or activity, you know, physical activities, um, what they said about other people. I'm not throwing them under the bus. I'm not saying that they were all negative about those things. I think that's normal. But yeah, I think just you kind of pick up on the, yes, they can give me a really good body positive talk, but what's happening in the home every day is going to make a big difference. Yeah. Kids learn so much more by what they see and they're Mm -hmm. so much more likely to emulate what is being demonstrated for them in action rather than the pep talks that... For sure. We give them yes. about stuff, right? Which those, you know, those hold their weight too. But the impact is really in how, what we see people doing and then what our kids see us doing. Yes. Um, we take in all of that information, kind of jumbles up in our heads. And um, sadly, oftentimes, 
those messages really can get mixed up, which is why we have to have a conversation about this at all. It's because there's many, many, many of us who have a negative self-image of our own bodies. Yes, absolutely. Um, and obviously it's not just... <laughs> We're not throwing every parent under the bus here, right? Like, it, there's a lot of other things that go into that, but it is an important sort of piece of ourselves as we were growing up, what we learned about our bodies and other people's bodies. Um, you know but, who we can throw under the bus? Who? Our own kids. Yeah. Because I'm very careful about what I say <laughs> yes. about my body. And they and are not careful. No, they're not. They got no problem coming up and being like, oh, your butt is blingy. <laughs> oh, mommy, it's so squishy. How do your boobs get so long? <laughs> my daughter likes to look at the um, difference in size of my boobs and That's disgust them. I'm like, thanks. I feel uh, really good about that. But they're not saying like, oh, mom, your body's bad. Right. They're just making statements about what they see. And it's not even, even when my daughter tells me like, that my belly is squishy or whatever, it's not in a negative way. It's sure. just like a, oh, I'm noticing this. Yes. And I'm the one who puts the negative on it. Right. So yeah. actually, our kids are pointing out yeah. objective <laughs> yeah. things that are true. <laughs> so we throw ourselves under the bus. I and suppose. then we take that information and yeah. we decide that that information is positive or negative or is a good or bad thing or says something about us. And so that just goes to show you how deeply rooted mm-hmm. this idea is of how we view ourselves and our bodies when our own children can offend us with the truth yes right (laughs) it is so true man i'm getting peppered today man i feel it so Um, so you talked a little bit about like um the home that we're raised in but what are some other things that influence uh body image development uh so friends for sure or like peers in general so um i was reading some kind of study that was showing that like friend groups that tend to have similar body image concerns. So whether that's like friends, you know, just friends who are talking about those types of body image issues together. Yeah. Um, or friends who are more likely to discuss things like dieting and weight and appearance and stuff. If you're in those friend groups, you tend to have a more negative body image. Makes sense. Which makes sense. If that's the topic or a general, you know, conversation that you're having. So, I mean, just like anything else, we learn a lot from our friends, whether we're kids or adults. So I'm not just saying this is like a teenager issue. This is adults too. Like if you're around other adults who are discussing these types of things constantly. um, And I would say if you are somebody who's on social media, who's following accounts that are talking about these things constantly, um, it absolutely makes sense that it's getting into your psyche and totally shifting the way that you're viewing your own body and other people's bodies too. Absolutely. I even have like, I even have friends or acquaintances that when I am going to see them, like we have something planned to do, I judge how dressed or how put together Mm -hmm. I should get based off of what I think would 
please them. And I'm not thinking that consciously. Yeah. I'm just thinking like, oh, that person's always so put together. I don't want to show up looking like how I normally do. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's other friends where I'm like, she's not usually (laughs) that put together. And I can just show up in my sweatpants without any makeup on. And so we even, we even do that just relationally, like, Mm -hmm. you know, friend to friend where considering what the other person thinks of us. Yes. Yeah, how they view us, what they're what they're thinking about us. And honestly, I feel like we're the ones thinking about ourselves more than anybody else is thinking about of us. Of course. Of course. Yeah, most people aren't too interested in us besides us. Right. Right. But um so for sure like your friend group and we'll talk more about media in a little bit, but um uh, past experiences as well. So, um, any kind of like trauma in general, obviously things like physical abuse, sexual abuse, um, or even things like just being bullied or teased or harassed about, um, I mean, honestly anything, but about things like body size or your gender or your physical abilities or whatever, anything relating to, um, something that you can see from the outside, uh, makes sense that that absolutely can influence the way that you relate to your own body yeah I always find it really amazing how much it can hurt when kids say things like at school or whatever Mm -hmm. and everyone's got something right yeah like everybody's got a little bit of a bigger nose or a little bit of hair on their upper lip or um, one of their ears isn't symmetrical or gosh, they're just tall right. or I mean, kids will just yeah, pick out anything. anything and, um, and, and so you can take that thing that you knew that, about yourself that you were self-conscious of cause someone pointed it out when you were a kid and that will go with you your whole life, whole life. And these are things that we're not responsible for. At all. And it blows my ch- mind. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I okay, like, my feet are enormous. <laughs> do whatever. You ha- do you have something that you, like, remember? I think it's my feet. Yeah. When I, I wear, like, a ten and a half. I'm 5'9", so it's That's proportionate, yeah. but you know when you're a kid, your body grows all yes. weird, right? And you're like a puppy growing into totally. your Totally, so my feet yeah. were like <laughs> arrived before my height did, and also, I mean, you can look at them now, my big toe is so big. It's a large big toe. It is so big. I have only met two other people who are men who have as big as... <laughs> My big toe is bigger than my husband's big toe. Anyway, I I went through a phase when I was like an adolescent. I didn't wear sandals out. Oh, that's so sad. Isn't it stupid? I mean, I get it because I remember those feelings. But like, look at you. Just like, oh my gosh. Like, there's just no reason. And there again, like you were saying, we're not responsible for those. It's not like we had any influence over what our toes are Of course not. And could somebody have pointed out the fact that like, um, like I was kind of a jerk one time or selfish right. or some things that, like, that I could work I could on. Work on. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah. So that always gets me. And so I really try to tell my kids all the time, like, well, you're not responsible for that part. Yeah. You're responsible for this part. Or, you know, sometimes they'll point out things, you know, you know how kids do like in the grocery store out in public, Mm -hmm. they'll point out a physical flaw of somebody because they're just trying to figure out like, Oh, that person's really different. Yeah. Like, yeah, but they're not responsible for that. Like that's just, 
Right. That is just how their bodies are. And yeah. they're the same on the inside. But there's only so much of that that you can slather on. It's true. Before you really start to um, try to just fit yourself into the box of I'm okay here. Mm-hmm. Because that's what happens when you're looking at other people. You're really trying to say... I'm okay, right? Look at that person. And me, you know, um, in yeah. comparison to that person, I'm okay. And me, and you yeah. know. And it all comes back to, like, everybody wants to be accepted and loved and all of that. And, like, how do we fit in those things? And, unfortunately, there's so much of a an emphasis on the physical because, obviously, that's what we can see. And... I mean, this is a lesson that I'm teaching myself as I teach my kids, too, about, like, where our worth comes from and, like, who we actually are and identity stuff. But it's really hard (laughs) in the midst of our society. And I'm sure – I feel any society in general probably has their issues, right? But, yeah. And so I think as women, we especially end up with a complex because we're supposed to be beautiful – we're supposed to be sexy. We're supposed to... But, like, not too sexy. Not too sexy. But, like, sexy. Yeah. We're supposed we to have n- nice hair. We're supposed to have white straight teeth. We're supposed to have natural beauty. So we can't wear too much makeup. But, like, enough that you're wearing... Yeah. And, it's crazy. Um, and so where do you think all of those messages come from? Because that stuff does not come from... My, that does not come directly from my peer group and that did not come from the way that I was raised. So where do we get all these messages about who, how we're supposed to look now as adults? Well, I would assume like culture, media, like everything from there that's influencing us, whether that's social media or TV or magazines or movies or whatever, like we see these things all the time, whether or not we're even engaging in them. Like, you can't go to Target without looking at the magazines on the aisle. And, sure. You know. So you're definitely inundated with, like, you know, exposure to these images of this idealistic beauty, which I don't know who gets to say that it, that's what the idealistic beauty symbol is. Right. But... Um, understandably, the more that you're exposed to that, the more you're going to be like, oh, I'm not satisfied with what I was looking in the mirror back at me Mm -hmm. because it doesn't look like that. It's not portrayed as normal. Right. And acceptable. Right. And that is, that is the whole goal of like marketing and Mm -hmm. commercials and advertisements. They need you to buy their stuff. And so in order to get you in on that, they have to say, well, you do want longer eyelashes, right? Like, yeah, there's something about you that's not what it could be. And if you purchase this, you could be it. Yep. Or you could get it. Right, exactly. Yeah. No fun. I think a lot of times we assume, again, that like as teenagers we're more susceptible to these things. And as adults, we're like have these more logical minds that understand. And we can certainly understand that that's an unrealistic portrayal, but I feel like it still doesn't necessarily shift our own body image, that awareness. 
No, I think we're yeah. just better at like rationalizing. Mm-hmm. And then I think other things become important. And so it's not, you're not as fixated on it as you are as an adolescent, I think, or like a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're, when, when you're developing into like an adult body, so many things are changing. Everything's so hormonal. Your social life is like the most important thing to you. Mm-hmm. There's so many pieces of that that um, really emphasize you looking a certain way, being yeah, the way that you can relate or to make it okay. And so I think that that kind of goes two ways. Like you're either that that's going to get expressed. In a negative way, and you're going to look for things to fill that place that you're trying mm-hmm. to accept who you are um, and what you look like. Or I think you really can mature through that um, with, you know, surrounding yourself with people who have, you know, higher moral character mm-hmm. and having a partner who loves your body the way that it is Mm -hmm. or um doing some of that work because I think there's I think there's an aspect to body image that like you said can go back to some potential past trauma it can get stemmed from things that people one thing someone said Mm -hmm. could snowball into something really nuts right and so I think that there's a way to work through that when you're aware of it Mm -hmm. so that you're better equipped so you're like, okay, I'm not going to buy those magazines anymore because it actually just makes me want to buy stuff to fix things that aren't really wrong with me. Right. Or like you said, I'm not going to follow those kinds of accounts on Instagram anymore because it's not realistic and I don't want to be reminding myself all the time that mm-hmm. people are trying to portray a certain thing. But what are some other things that you think um, bring women like through a, that mat- a maturity from that place of when you're a teenager and everything is so uh, physical-centric. Yeah. I mean, I feel like positive female relationships are important um, just because that, you know, opens up all kinds of conversation, but it also just normalizes women yeah. <laughs> in general. Um, and exposing yourself to people who are different than you, I think is incredibly important. Um, I was just telling my husband how recently I went through my Instagram feed and like unfollowed a bunch of accounts and I started following new accounts that I never, I think probably would have been exposed to before, but I don't really follow a lot of like fashion or anything bloggers, but there's a few that I do and I do that purposefully, but, um, I sort of went down this rabbit trail where I was finding all of these new accounts that were showing all different types of body sizes in this same like t-shirt or something and like how these different women wore it. And I was like, this is so great to see like this normalized. And so, you know, I just think it's important to be able to experience relationship, which I put that in quotes because this is just on Instagram, but in real life too, um, women and bodies and experiences that are just other because again that just normalizes what is actually normal versus the same junk that we get fed that's supposedly this idealistic view yeah absolutely um but I think it is important to step back and ask yourself what you're being exposed to and if it's healthy for you 
um, because that can look different for different people. Um, But again, I feel like the exposure aspect helps me personally work through some of my feelings of like my own body and bodies of others too. Because the more, again, that's normalized, the better. Do you think that there's an aspect of body image that comes from the way we treat our bodies, like what we are in control over? Like, do you think that when you take care of your body that you, I don't know, I'm just throwing this out there, mm-hmm. that when you when you feel like you're taking care of your body well, that you have a more positive um, idea of your body? I personally do, for sure. Um, and when it's not like a, gosh, I have to work out because I am... Have to get gonna, Yeah, like I'm going to be on vacation soon, so I better like get in that bathing suit and look this way. Um, when it's like a, man, I feel really good when I do this for my body. Or when I eat this way, I can tell like my body feels happier and like less inflammation or whatever it is. Um, yeah, that it becomes way more about the relationship I have with my body being positive rather than like a condemning experience of, you know, just trying to like make up for things or have it be something because like, oh, I ate this, so now I need to do this. Right. Just enjoying food that I enjoy and that makes me feel good is an okay thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And not to, not for anyone to hear this and think that we're saying like, oh, you should go on a diet and start working out. Then you'll feel better about yourself. I'm saying do the things you already know how to do that make your body feel better and see if that impacts. And that can be totally not diet or food, you know, no. or workout related whatsoever. No, like just wear your favorite clothes yes. or like stretch in the morning. Yeah. Or... Yeah. I felt like immediately postpartum after my third baby, I remember I was like, oh gosh, I like felt good that like first few months because, you know, like the three months or something because you're like, I just had a baby. And then pretty soon I was like, well, I didn't just have a baby. <laughs> so like what's happening here, right? And finding clothes that fit me well in the season that I was in, all of a sudden I was like, oh dang, I feel like a whole new person getting dressed. I don't like hate looking at what my options are because I'm trying to force a body into something that's not meant to be in those clothes. Um, so like buying pants that actually fit me, it's like, oh man, this totally changes my experience getting dressed in the morning and therefore it changed like just how I went through my day. Yes. Just something little, but it really was a big thing for the way I felt about my body. Yeah. That's a way to care for your body is yeah. dress it well, yeah. right? Dress it comfortably and, and you know, let it be an expression. Yeah. Let's, let's go back to the, um, mom bod. Yes. And, Sometimes we mature through the teen times yep. and into our adulthood, mm-hmm. and we're doing pretty good well, yeah. with how we feel about ourselves. Yeah. And then we're like in our 20s, and we're like, hey, <laughs> and it's, it's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we have a baby. Mm-hmm. And so um, let's, let's unpack that a little bit. Yes. You're gaining weight. Mm hmm. 
it's for a good reason. Yeah. But before you start to show, you're just kind of roundish. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Your body needs to put on some of those pounds and it it does a good job of that sometimes in the beginning. <laughs> um, you might not feel well while you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so you're just kind of like, get body. Come on. You. Yeah. Um, you may or may not have a positive birth experience. Mm-hmm. If you had a negative one, you might not be super stoked that you gave birth. Yeah. Um, you could have physical trauma mm-hmm. from birth. You could have emotional trauma from birth. For sure. Um, that birth itself can be a really disorienting event. If you were not prepared for the intensity of it, or if something happened that you weren't planning... Yes. Or you could have the best birth. And that birth. can shift your experience with your body, too. Exactly. Sure. And you can have a great birth and still not like your body. Yeah, So absolutely. those two things aren't connected. But let's talk about that postpartum period. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also tender, like emotionally, physically, all of it. And so I feel like we are very vulnerable in that space. To just, I feel the same way during pregnancy too. Like we're just vulnerable to stories. We're vulnerable to images. We're vulnerable to messages. Um, And so that's another time that I'm like, oh, we have to really rein that in. But unfortunately, it's also a time that we're on our phones probably more often because you're up for hours. Breastfeeding. Breastfeeding and all of that. Where you're exposed to... All kinds of things that kind of get into your mind of like, oh, I should look like this. I should get back to this. Um, or, gosh, my boobs used to look one way and now they look another. And now they have milk everywhere. And my clothes are covered in old milk and spit up. And, and you know, my belly goes over my legging tops and my thighs touch. All the things, right, that you just start... You have a lot of time. You sure do. Hands. You start nitpicking, or you can. Yes. Yeah. Plus, you're kind of tired. Mm-hmm. That's never a good combo. Your postpartum bleeding will mm-hmm. last for four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. And then you see stretch marks that you didn't yes. have when you were pregnant. Right. Now they're there. Dang it. And yeah. it can just go south real quick. You can just really feel... Not awesome about your body. And that sometimes carries on for a long time. Yeah. Sometimes it takes a very long time for women to get okay with their bodies after having babies. So much so that I think it's fair to say that some women are never okay. I think so too. I think uh, in general... Women's bodies change after they have their babies, right? Like that's, they're never going to be like the same. You're never going to get your body like back. Of course you can get into shape. Of course you can lose weight. Of course you can like do all of these things. But your body is fundamentally different. It's grown a baby. It's birthed a baby. Um, and some women find that hard. Um, and some women are soaking that up because of the amazingness of what has happened in their bodies. Um, and I feel like after my first two babies, I was like, oh, my body is like so incredible. It's done these amazing things. It's like, you know, I had a lot of like respect for it. And maybe it was because I wasn't planning my third baby and I was in like very, it was probably like the best shape I've been in in my life. Like in terms of 
physical fitness. I like felt really strong. I felt like comfortable and confident in my body and like its abilities and then got pregnant which I felt well during my pregnancy, but afterwards I was like, oh, remember? Remember when I was like, looked like this or felt like this and it just felt so distant? Um, And then, of course, I don't think I've shared this on the podcast. Of course, I like started working out again after having a baby and then uh, I broke my arm pretty like devastatingly and ended up having to have surgery and like haven't been able to be as physically active as I normally am. And that has given me this like space to sit in of like, you have to just sort of accept your body. And it's given me this whole new experience of accepting my body and how like adaptable and resilient it is and appreciating it for what it is and what it's capable of. Because when you lose a lot of function in like your day-to-day life, all of a sudden you look and you're like, dang, the body's pretty incredible for what it's able to do. And I still am like working through all those things, but that's where I'm at. Yeah. And that's a lot. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And one of the things that you shared with me was like the emotional aspect of going through postpartum where you just, you kind of just need a little bit extra already Mm -hmm. in all the ways. Right. Yeah. And then having this, you know, longer healing time mm-hmm. of an injury it's kind of like you're still stuck yes. back in that place where you can't do the things that you want to do right um and so i can imagine that that would impact people's body image too if you have some kind of injury or some kind of um you know physical issue that's keeping you from doing the yes. things you want with your body i think you could really go through some Absolutely. emotions there about what your body is and isn't able to do yeah um, even just aging oh for right sure. i'm like wow i seriously can't get on my knees anymore <laughs> right? like what yeah. on earth is <laughs> like know. out of nowhere yeah um and so i think i think that this is a this is obviously a spectrum of feelings but also this is something that we have to kind of keep in check as we go through our whole entire life cycle. Mm-hmm. It seems like it seems like you don't hear older senior women <laughs> shaming themselves. No, you hear them complaining about like their like bowel movements <laughs> and their memory and their yeah. I mean, there's slowness like, yeah. physically, mm-hmm. but you don't hear them say like, "Oh, I'm just so ugly and stupid and right. fat." Yeah. Like, so I th- I want to say that there's a point when you get your. It's yeah. just not a. It's not a priority anymore. You kind of just let it go, and you're just like, "Yeah, my body's just a thing," mm-hmm. and we're <laughs> we're really working with it here. Um, yeah. But I don't I don't know where that threshold is, or maybe it's just the generation of women that were exposed to in that age yeah, group or you know who knows what it's going to be like for us as yeah we get um as we age into a culture that is so uh physically yes centric for sure and just on that note real quick I was exposed to this idea where you were saying like my body is just a thing um this idea of body neutrality so I'm sure you guys have heard of body body positivity where you're like I love my body like unconditionally. I value myself. Like uh, my body's beautiful, no matter shape, size, whatever. Um, which is a really great th- 
thought in theory. I love it. And some women are like living their best lives in that. Um, but I was exposed to this idea of body neutrality where you're just like, I'm not defined by my body in any way and there's no emotional connection to it. So I'm not like, oh yes, like my body, I just accept it and love it. It's just like a, it is a thing and it, uh, is capable of doing things that are good for me. Um, but it's sort of this middle ground between body positivity and like body shaming, right? This like neutral space. And, um, I would love to be able to like live more in that space. I feel like. Yeah. Because that seems like, I guess it just seems more balanced. Yes. Instead of being like, no, I just love everything about this imperfect thing, which like you said, is is totally fine. It doesn't resonate with me as well because I'm like, well, there's just some things I don't like. Yeah. And so it would be, it would, for me, it would be a little bit more practical to start thinking about my body like you said, in a more neutral way. That's an interesting concept I hadn't... Yeah. Um, you kind of peel off the emotional association that you have with your body and just appreciate it for the thing that it is. Yeah. And where it is. So you, I feel like it's a bit more like calm balance there. Yeah. So just yeah. throwing that out there in case you hadn't heard of that. Yeah, I like that. We'll, just... share, we'll share more about that in our Insta feed this week. Woohoo! Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. thank you, guiders, for coming along on this episode. Yes. This is a fun one to kind of unpack because even though it's not really health related, it is so entwined is. Yeah. into um, what we do with our bodies and how we feel mm-hmm. about our bodies. And we didn't even touch on this, but um, you guys can be thinking about how you feel about just the fact that you menstruate. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. that that's not cool with some people also. But mm-hmm. also we use our bodies to engage in sex and it's... Which is a whole other part of body. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this yeah. really can flow over into all of those subjects that we're normally harping on. Yeah. And there's no real solution here for you getting all good with... Right. With... Um, how you feel in your body, except for just having some awareness around it and kind of being able to poke at those places that potentially um, harm like your sense of peace about yourself and just knowing like, oh, that's kind of triggering when I look at that kind of stuff or when I talk to that person about those kinds of things Mm -hmm. or... Um, you know, just paying attention to some of those influences that you might have that are harming yes. the way that you feel about your body. And listening to those and doing something about it. Yeah. You know, I think that's important. So we will hopefully see you in our Facebook group, Wine and Gun Community. If you're not a part of it, get onto Facebook, join that. Um, we'll see you on our Instagram this week too, um, in our stories. I'm excited to share some accounts, too, that kind of discuss uh, body neutrality, body positivity, like promote healthy body image, all of that good stuff, too, this week. Yeah, wonderful. Well, we'll see you next week. Bye, Gainers. Bye. The sponsor of today's show is Whole Mother Co., 
a fun gift back shop that includes you, the busy mama, in making an impact with your purchases. Your partnership raises money, promotes awareness, and supports the mother-friendly causes you care about. Use code WINEANDGUIDE at wholemotherco.com to get $5 off your first order. Wow, Kelly, they made it all the way to the end. What did they win? Lady, you've won a priceless connection with your amazing body that you've been doing your fab life in. Our hope is we've gifted you with some information and perspective you can use. Sharing is caring, and our mission is to make these topics familiar to all women. We bet you can think of three people right now who will find this episode helpful. So be a pal and share it. Lastly, you won't want to miss a thing coming up in Wine and Guide, so subscribe to get all the tasty details directly to your ears. Have a great day, vagina experts!